0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hey everybody, I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Focus Hunting Podcast. You know, the season, uh, man, it sure came and went quick, um, like it does every year. It just seems like it, uh, you know, it's funny when you're waiting for the season to start, it, uh, it seems like it's taking forever and then it comes and it. You blink your eye and all of a sudden it's over. So, man, uh, what a blast though. Um, you know, I got to hunt with my son a lot this year. It's his first year hunting. Uh, he turned 10, so we were able to go out and get him his core. And he was able to harvest uh, a nice black bear and a, a good mule deer. So it was uh, it was pretty exciting. Myself, I was able to punch a few tags and I got a couple of freezers full of meat. So pretty blessed. And uh, yeah, you know, I just had a blast this year. I learned a lot. Um, taking my son out, I sure it sure made me hone all all not my skill, but just mostly my patience. Um, you know, patience is one of those things that I've often struggled with. I I have a hard time sitting. I have a hard time waiting. I always just like to go, go, go and push, push, push. But, uh, this year, man, I sure learned a lot, uh, hunting with that little guy. And I had a lot of fun. I think I had more fun hunting with him than I have had, uh, uh, you know, any of the previous years. So it's, it's more exciting watching him harvest an animal than I, than it is harvesting my own. It's funny, um i've been blessed and i've shot uh you know a number of animals now and i don't get that i don't get that panic or that excitement that i used to get when you know we all do when we first started hunting but uh hunting with him man i just it it was like it it started all over again and it was man it was sure a lot of fun but yeah you know the it uh it just came and it came and went so quick it uh like it always does but i hope you guys had uh a good season. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the springtime. We got uh spring bear and spring Turkey. And I know it seems like it's a long way away, but man, it sure comes and it sure comes quick. And then before we know it, we'll be getting ready for the next fall. So, um, yeah, just another year older, you know, for those of you who've tuned in with us all year, uh, Pete and I, we, deep down, we want to say thank you guys. You know, we appreciate it. Uh, we love you guys. And, uh, I know we haven't had a very, Regular episode drop, but uh, moving forward, we're gonna we're gonna get these out to you a lot uh, on a more consistent basis. And yeah, we got a lot of good guests lined up for next year. Uh, this winter, we're gonna get a chance to talk to a lot of uh, a lot of exciting and uh, and knowledgeable hunters. Um, we're going to bring you guys a lot of good tips and tricks and hear a lot of good hunting stories. So pretty excited. And again, I hope you guys had a great year. And this, this episode is just a short episode. It's actually the second part of the previous episode. We had, uh, an audio issue on my part and, uh, it didn't get included into the last one. So, but anyway, it's, it's about 20, 25 minutes. We just go over my mule deer hunting, which turned into a, a bloody mess of an all day blood trailing session. You know, I had this, uh, I had a good mule deer at 88 yards when it ranged. I ranged mean, him. He was broadside, no wind. Easy shot. You know, I practiced my shooting 70 yards every day. Shoot thousands and thousands of arrows a year. I can I can put it out to 120 yards and hit a different plate all day. So the distance of the shot wasn't the issue. Uh, I think what happened was he took a couple steps forward. And I think I just, uh, I think what I did was I held over a little too much and I got him a little high so because when we looked at the uh when we tore the broke the animal down we could see that the arrow just missed his lung and just missed his spine so it was a little high so what happened is that I knew he had walked forward you know a couple steps so I just held my pin a little higher to compensate for that and I think I just held a little too high, and you know what happens, and I, have had instances where I've, I've had bad shots on deer at 30 yards, um, it's just one of those things, um, and I've done it with bullets too, and not just, not just archery, so, um, it's just one of those things that if you hunt long enough, it happens. Uh, quick shout out to the folks at Backroads Maps who supported us all year, If you guys live in Canada, I'm sure you're familiar with Backroads Maps, you know, their books, but, uh, they also have an app, you know, I don't think I'd be able to, leave home without it now it's kind of it's kind of one of those all-in-one maps it's it's, it's got uh, private public land boundaries it's got topo maps it's got yeah it's just got everything um, you know I'm not the, the greatest person with technology and apps but uh, having that now I, I don't think I could leave home without it and it, the nice thing is that it's got a GPS built into it so that blue dot follows you wherever you go you do have to cache maps and stuff um, before you leave just to get them up. But, uh, I, you know, that's the same with any any mapping system. And, uh, yeah, if you guys aren't familiar, head on over to Backroads Massbooks, Use the fo- use the promo code FOCUS. You'll see it in the show notes. Uh, great group of folks over there. And uh, Vortex Optics. You know, the, the technology, not just with optics, with anything, it's, it's so competitive now. And I don't think that you're going to be able to say one brand is better than the other. But, you know, I would put, I use the Razor line of Vortex Optics. And I would do the Pepsi Challenge with any other optics out there you know for me what sets it sets vortex apart is their vip warranty um their motto is you buy it you buy it for life so i mean even if you you know an accidents happen if you drop it and hits a it hits a rock in a bad place and it uh cracks the lens or um, the range finding mechanism does stops working after you know so many hours of use um, these things take wear and tear. When you're in the backcountry, your optics, man, they take a beating like everything else does. And Vortex wants their brand out in the field. So they're going to replace it. They're going to replace it. They're going to fix it. They're going to do whatever they need to do to make sure that you're out doing what you love to do. So um, just a great group of folks over there at Vortex Optics. Can't say enough about them. Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get this out to you and uh, we we'll got get a lot more coming. So I uh, look forward to it and love you guys and appreciate the support. <laughs> This sucks.
2: Yeah, I know we were talking about prepping meat and all that kind of stuff, coolers and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Temperature changes, but
1: yeah, yeah. So, um. What are you? T- You're gonna get ready for whitetail. What are you gonna do? You gonna uh, hunt any whitetail, dude?
2: Yeah, I I was I was prepped for it, and I went and checked. So while I've been muley hunting the last couple of weeks, gotten some cameras set up in places where I know they are, even if I don't see them, I know they travel through these areas. I got one tiny three point in all these areas that I have, and that's it. Yeah, and Right now, I kind of focus down low, just me personally. um, Because everything's prepping, like everything starts to come lower in our valleys. So I try to hit these little corridors just to see what's in the area. They don't necessarily stick around. Um, But the Trans-Canada has been rerouted again to Mm -hmm. our area. And it's, it's disheartening to see what's hammered on the highways. Yeah, I'm. Assu- I'm assuming. I think it's a pretty educated, really well educated guess that a lot of them have just been killed, um, because to only see one little three point, and I think in person I saw one whitetail doe, and we're talking like a couple square kilometers of prime habitat, in a few different areas, and I didn't even see anything in the other areas, um, I don't know what I'm gonna do for a whitetail, so. I'll let the cameras do their things and I'm just going to focus on mule deer for the next couple of days, but even the mule deer, I I've counted, I believe five dead deer in the last, no, six, two, two bucks on top of that five does two bucks in a five kilometer stretch. And actually, and that's including two outside bucks that were a ways away. Um, all the does are within probably four or 500 yards of each other. And I'm just like, there's, there's just going to be nothing left. They're just crossing the road to go down low and then back up. And yeah, yeah. I I don't know what's, it's not good down here. That's for sure.
1: Well, he's good anywhere. No, I don't know. That seems like, I I mean, we talk about it so much on this show and yeah, I have no idea out. Yeah. I don't know. So, I know down in the States, like the stuff like the Mealy Fanatic Foundation and uh the Deer Foundation, what they do, and even like uh um uh, there's so many groups down there and they're just you know they they just do tons. Not that the groups up here don't do a lot, but it's just I think it's working with the government and just have more money. Yeah,
2: and I realize, you know, it's not like it they can give us our deer back or elk back or bears back but even if they put some money toward, I don't know, habitat, com- you know, uh, habitat, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Restoration. Uh, restoration and stuff in some of the properties, you know, whether it's yeah. crown land on other side of the privates or just strictly go to the other side of the valley and just create something for them because, yeah, there hasn't been any of that really happening around here. and
1: It's the rose, man. So like, we're up, we got that moose draw, we're up looking for moose on, was not opening day, but a couple days after opening day. And I could not believe how accessible some regions, some areas are. Yeah. It blew me away. Like I never, I stay away from those areas just because I don't like them. I don't like being around people. I don't like hearing vehicles. I don't like any of that shit. So I try to I stay clear of that. But, you know, the plan was we were going to just we wanted to just cover as much ground as we could get a pie glass, go to a different area, just cover as much ground as we could hoping to see, you know, catch a glimpse of a of a moose or, you know, multiple moose. But I could not I was blown away by by the road systems. Yeah, just like a highway. No, and then no. all your offshoots off those highways. Oh yeah, the, all the yeah, all the tributary roads off every main road. And Like these, these are supposed to be gravel. They're forestry service roads. Yeah, and they're like a freaking highway. Yeah, I was blown away. Like I said, I I don't spend a lot of time on those roads. I, I stay clear. Like the one area we were, it's not far from where I hunt all the time. I haven't been up there for years. I just don't like going there just because there's I don't like being near people or vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, we have a
2: where we are down here, it's really hard to get away from roads. Like you really, 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 really have to plan it and go out of your way. Cause it's just old school logging here. It's yeah. been going on for forever.
1: Well, and it's like Jesse said, I mean, forestry rules the roost, right? So yeah. I mean, in order for wildlife to get, you know, considered, we have to change the management. Like we have to change the strategy that the government has. But yeah, I don't think that's a priority. No, nope, until they're that's gone. A, that's a long battle ahead. Yeah, it
2: is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so just...
1: it's funny. Like I mean, it's a fine line. I mean, when you're hunting, lots of roads to any roads because I, you know, now there's two feet of snow and, you no, know, I got this moose draw of November. It's going to be snowshoeing. I don't, it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I'm just going to have to focus on the low areas, creek bottoms. I couldn't imagine packing a moose out on snowshoes. I don't think it would be too bad. You don't think so? Well, like you're not going to pull the whole moose out. Like we've talked about it before. Like with my deer, I just put them in that sled and I pull it. Well, I guess, yeah, there is that. Op- yeah, that's a way better option. Those slides. And It's not like I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw, obviously you're not going to throw the entire giant moose in there. I would do the same yeah. thing. Right. And it's cold enough. You're not worried about the spoiling. So like you could really, if it stayed overnight, it would be the end of the world. Just don't yeah. leave it near the gut pile and all the critters will go to the gut pile first. Yeah. So yeah. And no, those slides definitely are, uh, they save the day. Oh, did I tell you about, um when i was mule deer hunting my my buddy i was with he had one of those carts those those game carts game carts yeah i i i have to admit like i was totally like those are stupid those are those are retarded just pack it just pack it yeah yeah not bad they work pretty freaking good yeah i was pretty impressed i was like holy shit man this is way easier and I can't remember if I asked you, but it has to be the right area because like you're never in some areas, you're just, they're not going to work because you'd That's have to right. take it off that thing a hundred times and like to pull a, a deer off and move it over top of a log or something like it'd have to be in the right area. But. I'd be curious
2: on, on what it looked. You have to send me a picture. If your buddy can send a picture of it. Um, I've got one and one of my other hunting partners man, he he puts quarters of elk on it. Like if you can't get a whole deer or whatever, like instead of packing it, sometimes you'll throw two quarters on yep. and drag it out with one of those things. And depends on the size of wheels. That's a big thing. And another thing for anybody who's curious what these things look like are, or if you do, um, what the internal parts of the wheels are made of. And what I mean by that is a lot of companies have cheaped out and they go with like a plastic hub. And that might work great um, down in the south where it's a little warmer. But up here in the cold, those things snap and they break. And then you're pissed off because now you've got a useless cart. Um, We've got ours have almost like bicycle spokes in them. Uh, So they're a lot more sturdy that way. They will not break. They're solid wheels. They're not air filled. Uh, The only thing that is a downfall with the ones that we have is when you start getting into, you know, some of those alder patches and stuff like that, you get shit all caught up in them. Yeah. Um, He's used a couple pieces of cardboard and just kind of fed them through. Oh, yeah. And.
1: Well, even if like, you have to navigate around all that stuff, but yeah, they're pretty slick. But like I say, do you have to, ha- the? it'd be like topography dependent because like some terrain, oh. it just, you wouldn't be able to use it. You'd have to, you have to break that animal down more and get it out of there. But for what, for the area we used it, it was all, it was money. Especially like chasing that mule deer. It ran a long way. I didn't have a good shot on it. And I chased it all day. I a finally got deer it. too. It, it was, yeah, it was a big, big body. Um, But I shot that deer at eight o'clock in the morning. I found it just before dark. When I found it, I had to put another arrow in it yeah but badge sh- like just shit happens, yeah, that's bow hunting, yeah. once you're doing it long enough,
2: you know, and I hate to even say it's just bull hunting because I've seen it with rifle, too,
1: oh yeah, no, it's definitely just... you definitely see it with everything, but I mean, it though you do it long enough, eventually you're not gonna have that perfect scenario, yeah, yeah. and like the deer when I ranged it, it was ninety two yards. And it moved a couple more steps. It was probably close to 95 yards when I shot it. And the arrow was just a little, just a little high. And uh, yeah, it took off. I mean, I, oh, I, I wasn't going to give up till I found it. And it had a good, I sent you a video of that blood trail. Oh, it was insane. It was leaking blood. And I was surprised it was still living when I found it. Like, cause man, it lost a lot of blood. Like we were tracking that blood and it was kind of our fault too because any you know, the fun thing is like we were tracking it and at the beginning i had great like at the beginning it was tons of blood like i was like oh man this thing's gonna bleed out no problem but then it started to get thin and i was like fuck man i think we should back out we should back out and you're like you know we're like uh, well then we get a couple more real good blood pills and we're like oh man this thing's dead it's dead right here and it would get to just a drop, right? And then nothing for 20 yards, and you're on your hands and knees looking around for a little brush that rubbed up against its, you know, body or something, or a leaf has a little speck of blood on it. We'd find it, and then we'd find a big, you know, where it stopped. You could tell where the deer stopped. So all of a sudden, there's just like a, you know, cord of blood sitting there. So we kept pushing. And I think we came to an area where I think we bumped it. I think it was laying down because you could tell it was laying in the dirt. Yeah. And in the dirt, it was laying actually (laughs) on a dirt pile, but the dirt was like when you sift through with your hands, it was bloody. So I think it laid down and I think we bumped it out of there. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: sometimes it's tough to know, like you leave it for a while. You think it's good enough. And
1: yeah, we left it for like three hours. Yeah. Like you'd think you'd be good. And then we went back by the time we got to where we bumped, where I think we bumped it again was another two hours. So when we did that, I was like, okay, well, let's get out of here. I'm going to go down and get some water and come back up and I'll just keep, I'll keep plugging away. There's no point of both of us going in here because we're just double the smell, double the noise. Yeah. Uh, And then I found it again. Yeah. Right before dark and put another arrow in it and that was it. So, but I mean, he wouldn't, I would have found it. And if I didn't find it that night, I would have found the morning because he would have been, was gonna die he just lost too much blood yeah but i'm glad i found it that night just because i could do and it was cold enough too I, it would have been fine like it was it was below zero it's got to be stressful to a
2: point in the back it's always in the back frustrating it's mine yeah it should be right here
1: yeah it is it's frustrating i mean i've done it fuck lots yeah and it's just every time it's like fuck, I like uh, you're playing the shot through your head and like man i can make that show like that shot's no problem yeah. Shot is not a big deal. It's just, I don't know if I, I don't know what I did. I just pulled my shot or maybe I just misjudged the yardage. Cause it ranged him at 92 yards. He moved, I figured it would be 95 and it was a little high. So I'm thinking like I replayed it over and over and yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I just probably should have probably should have just, yeah, it I did a little, it yeah, it is what, I mean, it, it worked out in the end, but It's just a long day. Yeah, I know even with
2: with Evie's moose, watched it all happen, watched where the arrow hit. We didn't hear a crash either. It was only 70 yards. Yeah. If that, probably 60 yards. Didn't hear the crash. We left, came back. And I'm pretty anal about, I've got flagging tape out, every speck of blood, every, my big thing with taking her in was don't step on the tracks. Right. you never know if, if, if you can help it, you never know if that's the last track that you're going to find depending mm-hmm. on the terrain, depending on, you know, so it's like every time we'd find up and be like, no, that's its track. Oh, there's a drop of blood, throw some flagging tape up. So we can step back, look at it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, if you lose the track or you just can't find anything, you can step back for a minute, come back and then go again. And be like, there's a flagging tape. So it's going in this direction.
1: Yeah, the flagging tape, too, gives you a nice, like, when you look back, you can actually see a path and start to pattern yeah. where it's running. Yeah. I keep yeah. my GPS on, and I always hit track me whenever I'm oh, tracking yeah. an animal, too. That's a that good way idea. I can always look back on it. Yeah, no, lots yeah. It.
2: especially if you know it's it, or if you've figured that it has gone a ways.
1: Yeah. Well, nice. and, like, with that, where we figured we bumped it in the dirt pile, I just marked that. Yeah. We went down. I went down. I got some water grabbed a couple bars, threw those in my bag, and then came back up, and I went right to that mark and just cut me out all that time. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and it's funny because like where that that deer went up and then it came back all the way down and around. Did a big circle, didn't keep going up, which would make sense. Like he's losing blood, and he ran quite a ways uphill, pouring that blood out. That's why I think there was so much blood coming out, right? I showed you that video, and I was like, Looked like somebody's walking, they're just dumping it. Well, I, was, I think because he was working so hard and then going up. And then I think when he's right after where he laid down, I think he must have been low in blood because he, he went up a tiny little ways and then you can see he just tracked down. Well, what you showed me, I thought you were going to be sending me another picture, you know, like 10 minutes later. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, well, that's what we thought too. It's funny because we're like, oh man, this, this guy's dead. We're going to come around the like he's going to be dead right up here. He went a long way, but I mean... It was everything that will you will wanted in a trail.
2: Yeah. It well, really it was close. not e- easy. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was easy. We're just like, oh, look at this. It's like, we're fast walking, right? It's not like we're looking for blood at the beginning. Yeah. We're just like, we're fast walking up and it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a neon sign, just like blood everywhere. It was just busted, just like pouring out of them. Yeah because it wasn't just a spot every once in a while it was a steady stream and then every time you stopped there was a big you know good sized pile of blood there yeah and
2: That's then fun.
1: we started going up and then all of a sudden you can find little clot bits of clotted blood and you're like ah fuck i said why are we not coming across this deer yet it's blood's oh, clotting already and then we got to the point where he laid, like it was getting thin, thin, thin. And then, like I said, you find a big, big, good size chunk of, you know, big, good size blood pile. And then we found that place and then he was laying down. And after that, I was like, fuck. Yeah. I'm just going to keep bumping him. I got to go back down. So well, at least he got it done in the end. You found him. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful animal. And then um, yeah, that was Saturday. And then yeah. my buddy got a really nice one following morning. Oh, really? A lot smoother than mine. Didn't go oh, that's 20. Nice. Like that's literally. Nice. Didn't <laughs> go 20. I was like, and he's like, Yeah, you see, that's how you get shit. That's done. how like, you get Fuck do you. It. You're <laughs> such a rookie. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So fuck, his arrow went further than the deer went. He shot that thing, the arrow went through it. Went further than the deer ran. That's hilarious. Yeah.
2: Is he shooting fixed or mechanicals? Not that that matters. I'm just curious. That's all. He's shooting...
1: Fuck. Fixed. Pretty sure. Fixed?
2: Yeah. I want to say fixed. Just curious. I got nothing against either or.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. Okay. That first shot where he hit that deer was... It was a little bit high, but I kind of feel like we we were talking about before. If there was a mechanical broadhead on there, it would have had more cut penetration. It would have cut would have hit both top lungs. Yeah. It just missed him high. And like, even if it was a little bit higher, it would have spined him. A little bit lower, it would have caught the top of his lung. It was like kind of in that middle spot. Yeah. Uh, it's whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, I've shot animals in the ass and I had to track them down and I mean it is what it is yeah happens um but it happens with any bullets I've done it with oh shit yeah uh do you got any plans for whitetail yeah I actually just put a bunch of cameras out um what day was that well the day we the day I left yesterday yeah saturday saturday so I left uh moose hunting saturday before I left I went up right up in the bush Put a bunch of trail cameras up. Nice. So, yeah, so, but uh, there's a lot of snow in there already. So, um, should be good. That's all keep right. people out of there too. And I find soon as, soon as you keep, uh, the people away, the, the trucks and shit away, the deer get a little more comfortable. Oh yeah. They just totally circulating relax. around. Yeah.
2: It's the same thing here for when our tree season happens in December. Um, for whitetail, the first kind of week, it's almost a wash because they're still really on edge. Obviously, you can still get them. But after this, let's say the seventh, it's like they just totally chill out and you yeah. start driving around and you're like, Where'd you guys come from? Yeah, exactly. Like, so it does make it a lot nicer there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I gotta All right, ask, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm no, gonna it's... wrap it up, but no, throw it out there. I'm just
2: curious why you're back so early from moose hunting.
1: <laughs> I think I think we'll have to save that for another, for okay. another show. Well, well, you still, I'm got still time kind to... of, I'm still kind of, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. We'll leave it at that. It <laughs> we'll, we'll rocky see you...
2: start. Yeah. Well, hopefully you got a a good story
1: for a big old moose. Yeah, it'd be better it. if I have a good closer because it's just depressing the first bit. But... <laughs> yeah. All no, right, I agree, all man. All right, dude. we will talk to you yeah. later. You got you. Too. hey guys i want to thank you again for tuning into the focus hunting podcast it's coming at you as part of the waypoint outdoor collective quick shout out to the sponsors of this show vortex optics the best in optics period AKU you boots you to your feet now if you guys go check out the uh show notes um you're gonna find some promo codes use them save a bunch and uh, if you guys could please leave us a rating or review we really appreciate that and uh, until next time love you guys